checking? We checkity check checking? I don't know. How's that sound? How about we turn this little dial here up a bit? And then you can really hear me. There we go. Greetings. Welcome to the shack. Come on in. It's just you and me today here in the shack. But I think it's going to be better. Sometimes I feel like too many people in the shack. You don't get to s say what you want to say and be heard. And, you know, sometimes just it's just free thought when you're alone. Nobody to challenge your stupid remarks or question your judgment about something you said. You get to just say it. And it's kind of nice. First of all, let's plug some shows. Let's let's respect the sponsor of the show, me, and try to get him some money by selling tickets to shows. I will be, obviously, in Portsmouth. If you listen to the show, I've been saying this every week. I'm very excited to go to New Hampshire. I know that there are travel restrictions out there. I'm not afraid. I will manage my shit. I'm also going to be in Wilmington, North Carolina in April. And in between those two gigs, I'm going to be in New York. So please check my <coughs> Twitter, Instagram, Facebook comedy, or go to my website, LachlanPatterson.com. And I got all my dates on there. It's so simple. <coughs> and come up to me after the show and tell me what you think of the podcast. Because it'd be nice to know people are listening. I just see numbers, but I don't hear people and uh, I don't see faces as much so keep the feedback coming I really love it but Vanessa again thank you um, so many people have reached out and gave me ideas for the name of the show there's some awesome names even if I don't use these names for the show I can see them easily being coming <laughs> segments on the show so bear with me as I try to take all the information you guys are giving me and put something really fun together because that's what this is. This is fun. I really I really am having a great time doing this. I saw a guy driving with a, a mask on, like a coronavirus mask on, all alone in his car on the freeway. I drove by him. He's got the mask on. Who's that for? Who are you s protecting? Or do you have the virus in your car? Be smart. Okay, obviously there is a new virus to be aware of, but everyone just use your heads. Quit racing to the store to get water. They're going to have water, you know. It's not in the water. Be smart. Before you go to Costco and line up and fill your whole garage full of garbage, read the information, not the stories. Read the information. Stop reading the fucking stories and, and looking at the numbers. Find the people who are giving the correct information and get it. Because it's, um, obviously it's a very serious thing right now. People are very concerned and I'm excited. I'm excited about the death of the handshake. I think, I think we're going to go to bows. I'm ready to bow. A handshake. You never know what you're going to get. You're going to get a dry, crackled hand. You get someone going to squeeze your hand and try to give you a, 
you know, the old job interview handshake. Like, relax, man. Or a sweaty hand. Do you ever get a sweaty handshake? You gotta, you gotta somehow continue the conversation while in your head all you're thinking is, where is the bathroom? Where can I get my hands on it? Soap and water. No, just a ninja bow. I'm, I can't wait. Get friends of mine doing the elbow touch thing. Yeah, stop the elbow touch thing. It just looks stupid. Do the coronavirus hug where you hug somebody but you keep your hands in fists. I like that one there. How about a little story? A lot of people have a lot of questions uh, about last comic standing. And <coughs> you can ask me any question you want about the show. I don't have anything bad to say about it. It was a great experience. Originally, when I was notified that <coughs> the casting directors for Last Comic Standing were looking for me to audition, I said, no thanks. Because they asked me to audition once before, and then I got on stage, and it wasn't a good experience for me. I wasn't ready. And <coughs> they, bu they butchered my set. They really chopped it up and e examined it and told me that it was not original. And it really, really hurt. People in the audience usually don't do that. They don't usually come up to you and tell you that they've heard your bits before or that you're unoriginal. So you think you're really great. And then you get in front of these judges who were comedians. One of them told me that I should, I never said this, but Ant, I don't know if you know who Ant is, but he was a, he was a comedian. I don't even know if he's still a comedian, but they made him a judge of comedy on a TV show, and I fucking auditioned for it. What an idiot. Anyway, he told me that I shouldn't be a comedian. I should be a model. And that's very flattering, I guess. I don't know. Some models just look like they're sick and dying. So the compliment of model to me is like, well, not really a talent being a model either. You're just born good looking or not good looking. So it's not like, it's not a reflection of the hard work that you've done when someone says you should be a model, unless you've had a lot of work done. Like if you had a lot of plastic surgery and someone said you should be a model, you should be like, thank you. I worked very hard to look like this and I appreciate that you noticed. You know, m my genes aren't the, th the most thing I'm proud of. I'm proud of my stand-up comedy. So hearing that hurt broke my heart. I ran home and cried and I didn't really cry, but I got really bitter. And so when they came a calling, I wasn't really interested. So I ignored the email. And then, you know, I went back to what I was doing. And to be honest, I wasn't doing anything. I was going, I was a little upset at the industry. I had submitted, like, for every late night talk show, I had submitted these tapes constantly. I was just in this mode of giving them material. So I would put together these wonderful sets and I would submit them to the Tonight Show and Conan and The Late Show. And I'd either get no response or a vague response that didn't really make me feel like anyone was interested. And so I had all these sets and there was nothing, they, w they just didn't go anywhere. 
and clubs were only offering me like you know 1200 to go see them and just so you know when when a club pays you 1200 the flight is like 600 usually and then you got food and drinks so you got to starve to make some money and come home and i just wasn't i was making more money walking dogs uh that week and i was able to do shows in LA and just i would just do shows in LA and i'd walk some dogs and i'd get by and so I called my agent. And I said, I don't want to do any more shows for 1200 I want to do shows for 2000 And my agent said, well, no one's going to pay you that. And I said, well, that's the price I'd like you to pitch. And if nobody takes it, I'll just walk dogs. But I'm not going on the road for shit money anymore. And he said, all right. And, you know, he forward forwarded me their the correspondence with these clubs and basically the clubs were saying well I'm, I'm not paying them that they got insulted some clubs some clubs got insulted and I don't work for them anymore like it was a it was a tough choice to say no but my belief was you can't you're never gonna you're never gonna get to the top unless you let go of the bottom and it's a lot hard hard for a lot of people to do. A lot of people want to go climb the ladder, but they don't realize you got to let go of the rung below you, too. And that was what that was for me. Is you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to become more successful by this, but I got to let go of this. So I did. And then the last comic stand, I came around, and my agent said, "You want this?" And I said, "No, I don't want that. I don't want any of this. I hate this business." <laughs> I love stand-up comedy, but the business bothered me. The business was breaking my heart. So my agent said, let me ask you this. What else are you doing? And I th remember thinking, oh, man, you got me there. I'm doing nothing. Okay, I'll go audition for this show. Because you got to take chances in life. I think you have to be fearless. And he said, you know, they really like you. That, you know, they don't... You're one of the people they requested specifically. So why don't you go? And I'm a sucker for that. <coughs> I fall for that every time. But it is a trick. When you get there, when I got there, I walked into a room full of comedians. Holy shit. There was, I think, 250 comedians in a green room. Maybe 100 and we were all just in the screen room and they had cameras in the green room and they were just watching us mingle and we were all very nervous i'm sure and when people get nervous they talk in their own way i think i probably talk when i get nervous I tried to introduce myself to as many people as i could but i everyone else seemed a lot more confident than me and and I'm sure that was because I had just a bad experience. The audition was like, the first audition was just in front of Wanda Sykes and someone else, and sorry, and uh, Paige Hurwitz and a couple of their subordinates. But, you know, it was me alone in a dark room, a massive room, and them just 
sitting in the audience somewhere, not lit up. I couldn't even tell. I couldn't see Wanda Sykes at all. I just told a joke, and I heard someone kind of laugh a little bit. Then they asked me some questions, and I that I had no idea they knew. They did some real research on me, and I told them about me. And off we went to the first episode taping, and I did a set. I did a set in front of Russell Peters and Roseanne and Keenan Ivory Wayans, and I just it just kept going, and it just kept going. And the cool thing was... The sets, we had to record a set, do a set every week. Every week we had to come up with five minutes of television-ready material. And a lot of people didn't have that prepared. Maybe they had one set. Everyone's got one five-minute TV-ready set as a comedian. But when they gave you the thumbs up, we'll see you next week, and they came back, they didn't have another set. But I did because I had been rejected so many times by late night television I had all these sets on tape written down so every time I did a set and they said we'll see you next week I just went into my emails and I found the set that the Tonight Show turned down or didn't email me back the set that the Late Show didn't turn email me back about the set that Conan didn't so that all that rejection actually helped me become successful on that show which was great which is a great lesson that I learned that there are no failures they're all just experiences that you're using for the day when the right opportunity comes when the GPS tells me what time I will arrive I always think I can beat that let me see this route they've chosen this is the wrong route you got me going yeah, I'm going that way. I'm going to go this way. Oh, I'm going to shave 20 minutes. And then you make the turn, and the thing recalculates, and it's the same time. And you think, well, how is it the same time? This is way faster. And then when you arrive, it's like you're two minutes later. <laughs> oh, man. How does it? I don't like that the GPS tells me when I'm going to be there. It's it's not fair. It's not cool, man. You can tell me how to get there, but you don't know me. You don't know how I drive. What if I see a puppy sitting on the the window of the car beside me that I'm about to pass, and I think, you know, I'm going to hang out right next to this car. I'm going to slow down and look at this puppy for a while. Doing my taxes too. God, man. To every 1099, it asks for your income, and it asks for your deductions, and it also asks, number five on the 1099 miscellaneous says, um, any cash payments for fish or aquatic life? Uh, just out of nowhere, they drop that one in. Is anyone claiming their fish profits in box five? Do they really find out? Am I really going to get audited for a Selling a fish. Does that count crabs too? Because I mean, how many crabs can you? If you pull up a big trap of crabs, you get twelve in there. You're not eating twelve crabs. You're gross. 
You know, you're going to probably sell a few crabs. Make some good money. Do I put that in box five? I don't even know how much crab is. How much, how much should I pay for a crab? Ten bucks? Do you know that you anything you say after I'm not racist but is going to sound racist? You can just say anything like, I'm not racist, but have you been to Rite Aid? The one on Lincoln? <laughs> Someone asked me for cocaine the other day. I Do I look like somebody that would have coke? This is weed. This is who you ask for weed. I feel like that's me. Hoodie. Sweatpants. Long hair not a coke head doesn't have long hair they don't they're looking in the mirror all all the time sniffing the whole time you're sniffing off a mirror you're looking at yourself and your hair is in the coke right i don't know if you want to get coke in your hair <laughs> dude you got you got cocaine in your hair bro what oh uh, yeah i had a I had a line of cocaine. I was cooking. I was cooking in the kitchen. Don't forget to review the show. Right? If you want a review, give it a review, you guys. I don't know what platform you review things on, but just start a review. Four stars would be awesome. I would love four stars. You know how they have mail-order brides? They should have jail-order husbands. I think that would lower the, the, you know, the over-populated prisons. You get, you essentially, you, you order a prisoner, ladies, you know. Women love prisoners. It's like this danger factor. And you sign their parole, you know. And you take ownership of that man, and he accepts that this is his parole. Because that's really what a relationship is. We're all on probation. We're constantly being uh, monitored and reviewed. Jail order husbands. I think it's a great idea. Tell me what you think. I'm going to be at the Portsmouth Cisco Brew House, I believe. That's called April 6th, 17th, and 18th. And I'm going to be in NYC. I'm going to get on booking some shows as soon as I get off this podcast. I just signed up for TikTok, and I made one video. I'm lockjaw on TikTok. I have no idea if I'm using it correctly, but I was thinking of starting a new show on it. So check me out on there, and let me know what you think of what I'm doing that's it I think thanks you guys thanks for listening thanks for hanging out thanks for coming by <laughs> <laughs>